It's time to fire up the three-cylinder star drive, the show that sputters along, touring a galaxy of pop culture and fanboy fiction. And now, here are your hosts, Richard Coots and Roger Colby. Hey, welcome back to Three Cylinder Star Drive. I'm Roger Colby, science fiction novelist. And I'm Richard Coots, and I'm a fount of pop culture trivia. All right. So what are we talking about today, Richard? Uh, well, we're doing, uh, this is our Halloween episode. That's so right, our Halloween episode. This is our, our first Halloween episode. Yeah. Uh, so today we're going to talk about um, some of the uh, Amicus Productions anthology films. Yeah. They did a lot of anthology horror films, and... Uh, you know what's kind of strange is people. Eh, I'm sure uh, a lot of horror fans, if there's any listening to this, mm-hmm. <laughs> it uh, knows oh, all about. Are, oh, probably yeah. are horror fans. Uh, yeah. To this. Okay. Well, yeah. we love Hammer Productions, yeah. Hammer Films, right? And they make a lot of great Gothic horror films. Mm-hmm. And it's strange because I, a lot of people see these Amicus uh, anthology films and they think. That they are, they get them confused with Hammer films. Right. They think they're Hammer films. Right. And, and for those of you who don't know, Hammer Films was a British film company that, and they still yeah, make they're movies. Still they're still around. They but, went away um, for a little while. They came back pretty recently. But in the 60s and 70s, man, they made a and slew. The 50s? The 50s? The 50s mm-hmm. too? Oh, that's a long way back. Oh, yeah. They made a whole slew of, uh, of horror films. You know, I actually think they were they were around in the '30s too. I think they actually started doing some silent films, but they were like just only over in Britain, and they're very yeah, that yeah. stuff is just really obscure. I mean, the the Hammer Film Company gave people like Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee and Herbert Lom and a lot mm-hmm. of these people their start. I mean, it was uh, it's where a lot of them, a lot of these British actors that you mm-hmm. you know you see in a lot of these films now, it's like oh my goodness. Look at you know Christopher Lee plays Count Dooku and uh, you know we knew we knew him as Count Dracula before we knew right. him as Count Dooku which is kind of the name is almost similar he's a count yeah. and so you can pretty much guess that George Lucas when he made that part was thinking of Count Dracula when he right. made it yeah. he even has a cape so right. you know I mean <laughs> but uh, man these these horror films these Hammer films there was a lot of these made and um, as a kid. I used to watch a lot of them on Saturday afternoon, but um, it was Richard that to- told me about this Amicus uh, company, which is actually an offshoot of Hammer, isn't no, it? Or no, no, it's a separate no, it, one? it's a separate one. Okay. And actually, um, I think they were kind of trying to rival Hammer at the time. Oh, wow, okay. But So they made a lot of these anthology films, and basically the premise is always the same. Right. Right? Well, sort of. A little bit. I mean, it's tough to tie a bunch of stories together, but you've got... Four or five little short films mm-hmm. that are little horror stories, right. you know, of something that happens, and it's kind of like hearkening back to the uh, the uh, uh, Tales from the Crypt comic books, you know, right. from the nineteen fifties. Yeah, Tales from the Crypt and Vault of and the Vault of Vault Horror, of horror yeah. books, which Amicus made two of those. Uh-huh. They made a Vault of Horror and a Tales from the Crypt anthology. Yeah. yeah. So um, the, we're yeah. just going to kind of talk through these, and mm-hmm. we won't tell you the plot of them. As much as we'll just talk about the, the stuff that's, you know, how they're right. they're structured and stuff. It's but, kind of fun. Uh, the thing is why people are getting these confused with Hammer Films is because they've got a lot of the regular pre- players from Hammer Films. They've got Peter Cushing. They've yeah. got Christopher Lee. Yeah. Uh, even some others like Michael Goh. Um, if you know Michael, don't know who Michael Goh is, he... 
he played, I think I'm pronouncing that right, he played Alfred in the uh, the two Burton and Schumacher, oh, Schumacher yeah. Batman yeah. films. Yeah, uh, he did. Um, another uh, actor, a couple of actors that are kind of interesting is Tom Baker. Tom Baker. Who was Doctor Who, who's the fourth Doctor. Uh-huh. Um, also, who's the other one? Uh, it was John, uh, John Kirtley. Kirtley. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was the third Doctor. Right. Um, so, the list of films are, um, first of all, we'll, we'll, let's just talk through them. So, the first one we're going to talk about is called Doctor Terror's House of Horrors. Mm-hmm. Um, this stars Peter Cushing, Christopher Lee, Donald Sutherland. Donald Sutherland. Donald Sutherland, okay. yeah, Donald, one of his earliest roles. Yeah, uh, President Snow himself, mm-hmm. you know, uh, is in this. And Michael Goh, okay. So, this one, is in the one, is this the one, this is the one where... Uh, Peter Cushing is this guy that shows up on this train. Yeah, they're, they're a, all they're all on a they're train on, car. on a train car, mm-hmm. and they're kind of and they meet this guy, and he's like <laughs> he well he's got this book of tarot cards says yeah. he can tell them the future. Right. And uh, so and of course they're all like. Haha, uh-huh. some of these guys are like, oh, that's so cool. And then yeah, I remember Christopher, Christopher Lee, Lee was like, like, yeah, whatever. Ah, <laughs> like, Preposterous. Bah. He's like, this is. <laughs> you're you're a you're a, a huckster or something like that. Yeah, no, right. I, no, he's only <laughs> only fools believe in that. Yeah, right. But anyways, he believes by the end, though, doesn't he? he? Yeah, Christopher <laughs> Lee probably plays one of his most uptight characters. Oh he's my ever gosh, he's so yeah, it's, he's extremely uptight. Yeah, it's, it's just really funny. Mm. Um, but basically, the premise of all these films is you have this kind of tie-in story. Like this uh, mm-hmm. guy with the tarot cards. And then each of them, he reads them their fortune or something, and it's each of those is a different story. So, like, one guy, it's, I don't remember that one, it was uh, Christopher Lee's, what was Pete, What was Christopher Lee's story? Oh, he was an art critic. Right. He was an art critic. Yeah. And he basically was, like, demeaning this guy, this artist, <laughs> yeah. who played by Michael Goh, uh-huh. and he's like, and then they say, hey, like, they do this thing. It's like, hey, we got this brand new thing from this hit new artist. Why don't you come and sh- look at <laughs> it? And he just it. trashes it. No, no. He no, comes he out and he, he, no, no. He's trashing Michael Goh's stuff. And That's then they bring right. out That's this right. new okay. painting from this hit upcoming artist. And he's uh-huh. like, gives it like, I can't remember all the stuff he says. Art critic stuff. Uh, <laughs> I don't blah, know. blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, But it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. And he's like, oh, we actually have the artist here. To uh, you can meet him. He's like, oh, really? Bring him out. And they right. bring him out, and it's just like a monkey. He's like been, had his hands in paint. Yeah. He like completely humiliates him. So awesome! But, I remember that. Yeah. But it's it's hilarious. But basically, oh Michael Goh keeps showing up to different events that he's like a guest at, and just smiling at him and making him real uncomfortable because he showed him up, uh, just humiliating. And one day he just sees Michael Goh. Right, Walking wrong and runs him over with us. Yeah, with a runs him down. Runs him down, <laughs> and he survives, but he loses the hand that he paints with. Right. And there's another go- one. Okay, so that's very similar to another one, which right. is uh, Vault of Horror. Uh huh. That's yeah. where Tom Baker is an artist this time. Uh-huh. Right. Right. And he's painting these paintings, and his guy comes all the way to Haiti or something where he's painting. Uh-huh. He went far away, and. He goes back, and they all make fun of him, and they're like, yeah, whatever, we were just making fun of you. We upped your price of your art just to get you here to make fun of you and stuff. And so he uses, a, he goes to a voodoo doctor or No, whatever. no, they scammed him. I oh, mean, they, they made scam him. They scammed him. 
They told That's him it was better happened. than it was, but I then I they, I can't remember exactly what happened, but they told him it was better than he was, but then they cut the price and sold the whole right. bunch they of it. Right, sold it, and, and, and so he's all, basically he's destitute. Yeah. So he goes to this voodoo doctor, and the voodoo doctor has him stick his hand in this like yeah, cauldron like of goo. Bowl, bowl, <laughs> it, no, it's like boiling water. He's like, you're but an he artist. he his hand out, and it was all yeah, slimy yeah, looking. Yeah, I don't know, man. It had like bits of stuff. Uh, yeah, I guess. But, it, but he's like, he's like <laughs> you're an artist, right? And he's like, yeah, stick your hands in the boiling pot. He's <laughs> sure, like, he's like, right away. He's like, hey, you want revenge. You stick it in the pot. And he's like... Okay, sticks it in there, yeah. comes out. It's all good. Uh, but long story short, he um, he paints paintings of all three of these dudes, and after he tells him he's going to get revenge, he t- he paints paintings of all three of them, and then he uh, he damages all the paintings, like he pokes the eyes out of one, and then he slices the hands off the other one. And this guy's like got this hand, this slicer or something. What is it? Oh, like it was it was a paper cutter. It's a big it was old one of those paper. paper you know, like they used to have in every elementary school library that <laughs> kids should have never been allowed around. And he puts his hands in yeah, there he and he his... just chops them right off. Well, he's like and this he... huge tool and he's like, no, 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 you can't do anything right, assistant. This guy who's the assistant, let me show you. And he sticks his hands in there and yeah. he goes, ah, and it comes down. Chops and axes them right off. And you've got the, the typical, uh, well, the thing is, um, I just want to say this about blood uh-huh. in this, this period of history, okay? Yeah. Blood on film. It was okay. not good. It's just... It's too bright. It looks like... It's too bright. It's too thick. It looks like pudding. It is. Well, it's, it it's obviously like, paint. Yeah, it's obviously paint. It's, it's obviously, obviously paint. red paint. Mm-hmm. And you see it in all these... All these movies have this red paint-looking blood that doesn't mm-hmm. really look like blood. It just looks like red paint. You know, one that actually, I don't know, I guess they kind of, getting having it, it's kind of come along a little ways. They've kind of figured it out a little bit. Uh, well, we'll get to that one. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that one. It's another <laughs> film. It's probably, I think, the best one, but we'll get to okay, it. Okay, save the best for last. All, All right, right, so basically, Dr. Terror's House of Horrors, this guy shows in tarot cards and stuff. And you know, the premise of these movies is always pretty much the same. All these people that we tell the stories about are just really bad people. Or they're stupid people. Yeah, they're <laughs> they either bad up, or they're stupid. They end up going to hell or something mm-hmm. at the end. It's like, oh, we're just showing you your life before you go off to the netherworld or yeah, something. Yeah, they're, they're either the like, they're thing. either murderers or thieves or rapists. <laughs> right. Um, next, we're going to talk about uh, Tales from the Crypt with Tales Peter Cushing and Joan Collins. Not, not the HBO series from the no, 90s. No, no. This is the first adaptation. Mm-hmm. And I believe it was actually written, the script was written by, uh, what's his name? Is it William Friedling yeah. or something? William Friedling. Who, who wrote the Tales from the Script. Uh, script. Tales from the, from <laughs> the Crypt. Easy for you to say. Yeah, Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> Uh, the original books and stuff back in the day. Right, yeah. And so, again, we have another thing where a bunch of people are like, for some reason, going and touring a mausoleum. Uh-huh. <laughs> Why would you yeah, do that? I don't know. It was, yeah, I think it was like supposed to be a tour or something. You yeah, know? it's Kind of like those things where you it's go like to It's like they're Egypt. in Europe and they're yeah. like going around touring a mausoleum. Yeah. I want to go see all the dead people. And then people. suddenly, like, this one group of people is like, let's all go off into this one room and leave yeah. the group. I mean, exactly. there's a guy at the very beginning who says, do not leave the group. Right. You will get lost. Well, that's what you say in D&D, <laughs> man. Don't split the party, all right? Somebody's going to die. So they go off to this thing, right? And there's this old creepy guy. I think it's, is it John Gilgood? Uh, I don't remember. I think it is. It's like that. John Gilgood or something. And he's like sitting there. And he's the crypt keeper. Yeah, he's the he crypt keeper. He looks nothing like, okay, he doesn't look anything like the HBO. No, nothing he's like that. He's just John Gilgood with like 
this little hood on. Yeah, he's just a little, he looks like a monk. <laughs> yeah. or, or, you know, um, I don't know. He looks really funny. Anyway, so, anyway, so you've got all these people and they're sitting around and there's John Gilgood and he starts telling them all these, these stories, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, my favorite one in that whole thing is the monkey's paw one. The monkey's paw, it's, yeah, man, that that is hilarious and and messed and up, disturbing. It's disturbing same. and hilarious. <laughs> so that one has the one where it's the one where the guy, um, his, he gets a monkey's paw or whatever, and he says he had three wishes, mm-hmm. and uh, his wife, like he gets one wish to get rich or something. Doesn't he get just get rich? Isn't that what he does? Uh, I remember. No, he I just didn't get that. rich. His wife wanted to be rich. His wife his, wanted to be and rich. His, his, her husband wanted nothing to do with oh, it. Oh, yeah. And, she, and what the way she gets rich is her husband has a horrible car accident. Yeah. Like, dies. Yeah, she, yeah he dies. <laughs> and so she gets his money, but then they bring his body in, you know. And it's these weird uh, funeral guys mm-hmm. that come in, like, mysteriously and bring the casket into her house. Yeah, I think this was sometime later. Sometime. Yeah, anyway, so she's like wanting to wish him... No, 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 she wishes that he was back. Yeah, she does. She wishes and, that and, he was and, back. And, and they take it literally, of course, and they bring the body in, these mausoleum dudes, they bring the body in, and then he's like still dead, so mm-hmm. she's like, I come back to life, you know, but then he's been embalmed. Yeah, he's been embalmed, and he's like writhing in <laughs> horror, and she like... Because he's got but, embalming fluid in his right, veins. But she, so she like, pain. he's like, kill me, kill me. She takes an axe and like chops him all. Chops him to bits. But all, he, he's still alive, and like all his body parts are wiggling <laughs> around. And I gotta say, for the 70s, for the 70s and stuff, I mean, those those animatronics were look like garbage now, but back in the day, that's pretty impressive. It's for pretty back impressive. In, for back in I think the way that they sold it was mm-hmm. the guy screaming. Mm-hmm. The guy screaming is so horrific. It's just like, he sounds yeah, like somebody in a lot of pain. It's horrible, man. Yeah, it's pretty horrible. And it reminds me of the one, uh, there's another one, um... I don't remember the one that I watched. There's one that another one I watched. Was it Asylum? Yeah, it was Asylum, and that was with Peter Cushing, Charlotte uh-huh. Rampling, and Britt Eckert. Right. And that's the one where the guy like chops his wife up and wraps uh, her up like oh meat, yeah, puts her in the freezer. And yeah, then and like the hands and the arms get, comes out. The leg is like moving yeah. on the floor. Yeah, and it's got like the hand moving across the floor <laughs> and, and the arm. The and, yeah, <laughs> but that's sort of like that one. Um. But this Tales from the Crypt one's pretty good. I mean, it's got Joan Collins. It's got Joan Collins. Isn't that the one where she? It's Christmas and there's yeah. A, she she well, what happens is she decides to murder her rich husband to get, you know, to get the. Uh, it's just some creepy old guy that she married. Yeah. For money. She kills him, but then some <laughs> psychopath after she kills him, some psychopath in a Santa costume just shows up at their house and is trying yeah. to get in and kill him. Yeah. All right. So. And their kid's like, oh, it's Santa Claus, and so he lets him in. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, so that's that's that one. It's pretty good. The next is a House That Drip Blood. The House which, That Drip Blood. That's, is that the one, okay, remind me of, remind me of the things that happened in that one. Okay, The House That Drip Blood. Uh, well, let me think, I've I watched so many of these anthologies. <laughs> they, they all kind of blend they together. They kind of blend together. That's how <laughs> anthologies are. Um, but, okay, the third one I remember was was John Pertwee, mm-hmm. who was the third doctor. The third doctor. Yeah. He was like this uh, stage actor who had, who was oh, in yeah. a, who was in a uh, vampire movie, which he hated. He, he, <laughs> he was like, I don't, 
I'm a Shakespearean actor. Yeah, I don't, I don't need to be a vampire. But anyways, he goes to this uh, <laughs> shop and he finds uh, a cloak. A cloak. Yeah. And he's like, uh, this guy's like, <laughs> uh, buys the cloak and he says, I'll give it to you for free or something like that. I don't remember if he gave it to him for free. No, no, he gave it to him really cheap though. And he's like, deal. And takes it out. And as soon as he goes out, the guy's like, now I can rest in peace. And... and <laughs> That was such a yeah. weird bit. Yeah, but he, but turns out it was actually <laughs> the guy was a vampire that owned yeah. the shop, and he can only uh, get rid of the vampire's <laughs> curse by giving away the cape. And so he, be, so John Pertwee's character becomes <laughs> the vampire every time he puts on a cape, and it's got Ingrid Pitt in it as his much much younger wife, who's also an actress uh, in these movies. Uh, Ingrid, if you know who Ingrid Pitt is, you know what she's done. Not always the family friendly stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I think she's German or something, but you know, does a lot of X rated German stuff. Um, I, don't know. I have no idea. Okay, well, I'm not saying X rated, but but it was it was pretty. She's done some very very sexual stuff in okay. some very some very risque movies. That's what she's known for. She's not a good actress. Okay. She's just done like a lot of, but she's been in a lot of horror movies. <laughs> mm, but okay. anyway, back in the day. But anyways, <laughs> moving on from that. Um, let me see. Uh, what else? Oh yes, Christopher Lee was in that, mm-hmm. and he actually played this guy. He has a daughter, and he's like this rich guy has a daughter, mm-hmm. like in this secluded manor in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. and he hires this this uh, tutor to come in and teach his daughter, but she's not. She tells us she can't have any toys. <laughs> she <laughs> right. cannot read books. Uh-huh. Oh, she can read books, but she can't have any toys. Uh, she can't play with other kids. <laughs> and the lady's like, she's like, this is wrong. Why are you doing this? Why are you so cruel to your daughter? And and he's because and because he's like, if you knew what what she was, then you would be afraid too, or something like that. Well, yeah. it turns out she's like. He's like, where's your mother? And she says, his mother died. And she says, weren't you sad? And he's like, no, I was glad when I found out what she was. And, she, and the lady's like, what? You're evil. But then it turns out his daughter is uh, inherited. What His wife was a witch. And it's like his, his daughter like inherited the, I don't know, her powers or whatever. And she's like just totally evil. And as soon as she gets her hands, she makes like a wax doll. Yeah. And like is like stabbing him. And uh-huh. Christopher Lee's like dying, but eventually you don't see it happen on screen because you know low budget. Um, really low but budget. Really low budget. But she <laughs> makes a wax doll and throws it into the fire, and you just hear him go ah, and he flames yeah. up in his room. Yes. And she's and the girl's like ah, 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 ah. <laughs> and the lady's like ah, and then and that was the end of the segment. Well, the uh, that, that kind of leads me to Vault of Horror. Baltimore. Uh-huh. I, I want to go back to that because I was talking about the one where the artist was like, you know, killing the guys. Uh-huh. The best part of that is the artist. He puts his uh, his painting that he paints of himself inside of a of like a safe. Yeah, it was a safe. And then like after he kills all these dudes, he like can't breathe or whatever, and he yeah, realizes, he, oh my gosh, it's inside the safe, yeah, and my he, painting can't breathe. So yeah. he opens it up, sets it like by a window or something like where there's this like a yeah. skylight and uh-huh. there's a guy up above and he's painting like a 
billboard or something, mm. and he's running across oh, town. Oh yeah, that, I remember that. <laughs> and the paint thinner falls, falls over, over, and he just like he's like melting and all that. Well, no, no, no he, was that? No, he no, gets run happened? over by a truck. Oh, that's and it right. Runs over okay. his head. Okay, <laughs> like, I'm pushing his head, yeah. and then they show the painting and the eyeballs all like, running. Oh, around. okay. And I, you're I like, forgot oh, that. I'm thinking that. of something else, but yeah, I watched that. But I, I'm thinking of something else. That was pretty good. Um, so Asylum is the next one, and yeah. that's uh, Peter Cushing, Charlotte Rampling, and, and Britt Eklund. It also has Herbert Lom in it as oh, well. Oh, right, right. Herbert you know, Lom. Herbert Lom played, um, uh, he was in the Pink Panther movies. Oh, yeah. He played, uh, what's his name? Uh, Chief Inspector Dreyfus. Right, I I completely the guy forgot that about P- that. Pink Panther was right. always driving insane. Right, yeah. I so I can't see that. him in that movie and not think about Dreyfus getting mm-hmm. all upset and freaking so the premise of Asylum is a little bit different. Yeah. Because it's like a guy going there to like. Yeah, it's a psychiatrist who yeah. like hears about a job. Right. And he's like, go. He's he's told <laughs> to get this job. He has to come there. He has to hear these different patients' stories. Right. And evaluate them. <laughs> and however, how he evaluates them. It is going to determine whether he gets the job. Right. Yeah. And he's got to figure out which one of the patients used to be a used to be a psychiatrist there before he went bonkers and like he or she became yeah. went bonkers and like became a patient there, right? Uh, I don't Yeah. Know. Yeah. What? And uh, yeah, and the guy who's running the place is like he's like I don't know, is he in a wheelchair yeah, or something? Yeah, he's in a wheelchair. Yeah, and so he goes upstairs and he sees this crazy dude answers the door and he's like, hey, what's going on? And so he goes and he goes into all these different rooms. Yeah, it's the orderly. Yeah, he goes into all these different rooms and each one of these people have some story that they have to tell. But the weirdest one, I think, is Herbert Lom, And he's like making these little dolls that look like people. Mm-hmm. And he says they each have their own little brain and their own little guts. And oh, stuff like yeah, that. that one is and he puts, crazy. He puts... He puts <laughs> He says he can put his soul inside of it or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he sits there and he just he stares at it. You know, he stares at the doll, and then it goes walking in the. It's like one of those wind up dolls where the feet are mm-hmm. like have little hooks on them that kind of yeah you know, yeah like go like you know one in front of another. You know, kind like of like you know those little, little pegs those, on them and they. Yeah, you remember? Of, little, I don't know. I'm sure you guys have seen like those little square robot wind up things. <laughs> it looks from, so cheesy. You know, like, it's like. Those, but you know they look but like people. Whoever like sculpted the head did a pretty yeah. good job. Yeah, the little guy. They look like them. But it's kind of hard to take it seriously, right? Because it's course. so comical looking. It is like walking around and hiding from people and stuff. I wonder. I wonder if Don Mancini got some of his inspiration from that for Chucky because he like when his soul goes inside the doll, he gets like the the organs and everything inside. No, I the think doll. he already had the organs because huh? he says he has a little brain and stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, anyway, he goes downstairs and picks up a scalpel and yeah. stabs a guy in the back of the neck with it. <laughs> yeah, there's that. But, uh, let's see, what was the, uh, there was the other one with Charlotte Rampling. Oh, who, yeah. Uh, she, uh, she's the, the chick who's, uh, the, the, he, she's the other woman, okay. right? Yeah. And then the guy, I think we've talked about that, the guy, like, Cuts up right, wife, right. That's the, the one we talked about with yeah. the freezer and everything. Yeah. Then you got the other one with Peter Cushing. Oh and, yeah. And uh, he goes in and uh, to, there's this there's this little shop maker. He's uh-huh. a tailor. Right. And he's kind of like down his luck, and he you know he's got the horrible land guy. He's like, you gotta make all this money or you get out of here. That kind. <laughs> I'm gonna, that I'm old, gonna kick you out of your store, old yeah, man. That old chestnut. <laughs> um, uh, but the uh, and. Then uh, Peter Cushing comes in. He's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna hire you 
But you got to make it out of this special material. And what in the world was that fabric made out of? Because I'm, I'm not sure. It was really. It was kind of iridescent. And uh-huh. I don't know how they did that on back then. Um, I don't know. But it looked like um, maybe it was a reflective material, and just in the light, it kind of mm-hmm. gave it a, a weird look. Yeah, but it was pretty cool. But anyways, it turns out he wants to put his that on his son <laughs> to bring his son back in life. He shows up to his house, and he's like, "Oh, I actually don't have any money. Sorry, <laughs> uh, but here's my dead son. I got in the middle of my living room." Can I made the suit for him, suit on him, and somehow the suit is going to bring his son back to life. It's like, yes, Geppetto, I'm going to do that. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. man. Uh, so, okay. the last one is From Beyond the Grave. From Beyond the Grave, and mm-hmm. I think this is probably the best one. And, you know, just, just I mean, in quality, yeah. as far as quality goes. Okay. Um, so, you got uh, this uh, shop owner played by... Peter Cushing, and, and each segment comes in, uh, somebody bu- coming into the shop to buy something they're looking for, Right. and of course, every item they buy has some kind of curse latched to it. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, but, so you got the one with um, this uh, guy uh, played by, oh, I forget his name. Anyways, he's like this uh, guy who's in an unhappy marriage. And he and Donald Pleasance is like this guy, a beggar on the street with like cigarette lighters and matches. And he's like, "Please, sir, uh, do this." And he's like, "Oh," said something about like, "Oh, I was in the army," and but he does. He's like, "And I was in the service, and I got a purple heart or something like that." Yeah. And but he doesn't have that, so the next day he goes to Peter Cushing's shop and buys like a purple heart. Okay. Or, or it's I think it's a purple heart. I'm not sure. But anyways, he takes and he's like, "Look," and he's like. Oh, you've been so kind to me, sir. Why don't you come up to my uh, flat and see my daughter? And she's going to make some cake for you and all that. But eventually, she turns out to be like a witch. And, <laughs> of course. And like, it's like he's like, uh, tell me what to do, sir. I'm yours to command. And he t- she's like, do you want me to kill your wife? <laughs> she's got like a little voodoo doll. And he's like, if you want to. It's like, no, you have to order me. He's like, okay, do it. And so he does. And then they get like, Cussing him getting married, and they like, cut. We wish you all the happiness. Cut the cake, and then the little cake, the groom and the bride. The groom is like him, and she like cuts down into his the bride, the groom's oh. head, and like he bleeds over, like just bleeds down from his head. It like cuts through his head, falls over, <laughs> and their son is there. Not 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 the witch's son, the guy son from the wife that got killed, and and they look over at him, and this is never really explained. He's like. See, even, he said, even, uh, I can't remember who it was, even children's prayers are answered or something like that. Like, what? apparently the kid wanted both their parents dead. The oh wife God. was pretty horrible, but the guy, the father was like a turd. Oh, man. But anyways, there's that, and then there's one where, like, this guy buys a door, and it ends horribly all, this is like the very last segment, and this is the only one where... There's a happy ending for the, for the, uh, for the all these movies. of all these movies, really. Um, <laughs> it, it, but he buys like this door, and it's got like this face on it, and there's like some kind of curse to it. I don't remember exactly. There's always what a it curse is. on the door, but of course, but of it object. opens like the door to like some weird dimension, and it looks like inside the room is like the old top of an old castle or something. <laughs> but there's like this guy wanting to take his wife, you know, and he's got like. 
He looks like a pirate or something. I don't know. Yeah. But anyways, he like hack finds out if he hacks the face on the door, it like kills the guy. But another <laughs> one I, is the very first one where David Warner is. You know David Warner. He was in. Uh, he was in Time After Time and uh, <laughs> yeah. Waxworks. Right. And uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Two: Secret of the Ooze. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And but anyways, he buys this mirror. It turns oh, yeah. out to be haunted. The mirror. And him and his friends come over. He has like a party. He's like, and this woman's like, hey, everybody, let's have a seance. And he's like, oh, <laughs> That's be what fun. I want to do when yeah, I go to get, get the candles. I guess that was the thing to do in the 70s. <laughs> just have a seance for yeah. no reason. Yeah, we're not playing rummy. We're just going to have a seance. <laughs> kick, that, in, kick that Monopoly board off the yeah, table. We're kick, playing some seance. Get yeah, the Ouija board out. Yeah. But, anyways, <laughs> turns out there's like a ghost in the mirror. That he that like basically takes over his mind and forces him to like take women up to his part apartment and murder them, and eventually he does that, and then he gets, and then eventually the ghost gets free after he's killed all these uh-huh. women and like stabs him, forces right. him to stab himself really, and he's like, he's like soon you'll 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 join us, and then like apparently he gets there's some other people that buy the mirror and it veers over and you see David Warner in the mirror. But anyways, at the very end, some guy comes in to rob the shop, and uh, turns out, uh, so Peter Cushing is like picking up some old, some of those really old, they're like World War One rifles, right. not rifles, but like pistols, and uh, you know the old wooden ones you had to stick a stick into to load, <laughs> and he's like, oh, I just load these, and um, I don't know what they're called. They're not what? called. Sti- they're, they're not called sticks, they're but. Funny. They're muskets. Yeah, right? muskets. Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> whatever. I don't know anything. About, I don't know anything do. about guns. But anyways, <laughs> but anyways, <coughs> anyways, he's like perfect. He's like, perfect. Now stick your hands up. He's like, sir, I don't have any money. He's like, I don't care. And so it's like, okay. These guns are wooden. Yeah. He so he shoots him. Of course, they shoot sticks happens. at you. Yeah, he shoots him. Nothing happens. <laughs> then he gets back. Hmm. He starts. He's like, "It's what because the Peter heck? Cushing is made out of just like paper and dust." Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but he gets back. He's like, "What the heck?" And he throws the guns at him. The guns like just go through him and stuff. And eventually, he trips. Maybe he was the digital Peter Cushing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Back in 1974, uh, that was amazing wizardry. Back in 1974. Uh, but anyways, the guy trips over like a skeleton and then falls back into. I'm not sure what those are called, but they're like those torture traps that, that they look kind of like a coffin. Oh, but it's they a, got all the yeah. Ne- it, was a, it was an Iron Maiden. Yeah, an Iron Maiden. It's got yeah. all the needles in there that like closes down. Right. On yeah. You. Yeah. There's like. Spikes. But anyways, he dies and then it kind of goes <laughs> and then he kind of. I goes. would think so. But yeah, of course. But then Peter Cushing walks over the door and he looks out and he and he sticks his pipe in his mouth. Of course. Of course, he's poking, smoking a pipe through the whole thing, and uh, he's he's like, money is the is the root of all evil, and he starts to close the door, and it says temptations unlimited on the door of the shop. You no, know, okay, and so so with all that said, okay, this last one, it seems very much like Needful the things. plot of Needful Things, mm-hmm. which you know Stephen King writes that book, and you know he get who knows where he gets his inspiration from, but I can't help but think that he's not watching this and thinking that'd make for a real good book hey maybe he did it subconsciously yeah i mean it's not exactly like needful things but it's very similar 
a guy in a shop, a curio shop, selling mm-hmm. stuff to people that turns out to be evil crap. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, okay, so our dollar rental of the week for our Halloween episode is a lovely little film <laughs> made in 1974 called Deranged. It's a Canadian-American horror film uh, directed by Alan Ormsby and Jeff Gillen. I can't believe it took two guys to direct this movie. Mm-hmm. Because it's so bad. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's also known. But it's, it's hilarious. Yeah, it's so. also known by the title "Deranged: The Confessions of a Necrophile." Yeah. Um, it is the basically supposed to be based on the life of serial killer Ed Gein. Oh, really? And serial killer. Okay, Ed Gein was a guy who was back in the fifties. He um, murdered lots of people, like made things out of them, like lampshades and stuff like that. Okay. I mean, if you're a huge horror fan, you know this because you're sick. Yeah, because it's just messed up. Anyway, so it stars Roberts Blossom. <laughs> Robert That's his real name, okay? Roberts Blossom. Uh, you know, he's you know he, he was a poet. Oh, really? Yeah, he was actually a poet. Um, nobody reads his poem. Anyway, so <laughs> you know he was Old Man Marley in Home Alone. Oh. Okay. Yeah, and uh, he was in Close Encounters of the Third Kind. He's the old fart that sells the Christine card to the kid and Christine. Oh, okay. And John Carpenter's okay. Christine. Okay, so he, we, Richard and I had the pleasure to watch this movie together. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you something. It is worth watching just because it's so hilarious. Yeah, we watched it on comments. It was I think totally... it's really unintentionally yeah. funny, though. It is. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it was unintentional because there's like this line where he's like... <laughs> I think I can trust your mother. She's fat. <laughs> Basically, and it's narrated by some guy who yeah, just kind of pops in. Somehow know, looks like weird. Austin Powers with yeah. big teeth. Yeah. Just, oh, and there was the and there's so many great little scenes in it where, like, there's one bit where he goes to a bar and he says he doesn't drink because his mama won't let him or something. Yeah. And he goes in there and he sits down and all the signs in the background look like they were made like a, made by a fourth grader. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like, that was like so bad. Beer, seventy five cents. <laughs> yeah, but there's like, but he takes, yeah, he takes that waitress back to the thing and he's, well, he and fl- he's have he's he, about to have sex with he her. He slashes her tires. Yeah, first. he slashes her tires because you know, to get every, her to go home. Every girl wants you to slash her tires. Yeah, and he's like, I'll give you a ride. He's like, I'll give you a ride, and then they go back to his house. I just happen to be here. Yeah. <laughs> And so, but basically he's about to kill her and stuff and like basically force himself on her. And then he looks over at his dead mother and go, goes, the wages of sin are gonorrhea and syphilis and death. His mom says it. Yeah, like his, his mom, his, his dead, dead mom, mom his like, dead mom. She hops up out of bed and goes, the wages of sin. <laughs> and so he kills her, right? He kills the girl. And mm-hmm. then he, what he does, he like makes furniture out of yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty. Everybody wants a nice plush uh, Judy sofa. Mm-hmm. But he's like, he's a really like, really like hillbilly guy. Well, see, he the talks thing is, like yes, him. That's he how does. he talks. Yes, him. It's like a sling blade. Yes, yeah, serial sling. killer. Gets beans and cornbread. But it's it's really funny. I mean, if you want to catch it, it's on it's on Comet. You can you can go and watch Comet like on online. But uh, if you can find, you know, the problem is this little gem yeah. <laughs> costs about twenty bucks on Amazon. If you well, want to get no, it. actually, well, no. if you want to get it on Blu-ray, <laughs> you want to get it, it on Blu-ray, it's twenty it, bucks. I wonder if that actually has any special <laughs> features on it. It no. might. Okay, the story behind this movie is that it was lost for a while. Uh, 
Okay, so it was it it was uh, 1974. Mm-hmm. Okay, is when it came out, and then it disappeared for a while, and nobody knew where it was. And then somebody found a copy of it in like Florida, mm-hmm. and so they put it on like VHS or something, and then it was put on DVD eventually. Um, and oh, now Blu-ray for twenty bucks. Yeah, but it's. <laughs> it's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, it is. It's you funny. can you can actually get it. you want it on DVD. There's a DVD that's like a bu- a double feature of that and Motel Hell for like ten bucks on Amazon. Yeah, Motel Hell's pretty funny. Yeah, Motel. Hell. I mean, you know, you got people playing yeah. in the ground with their throats cut and they yeah. can't scream. Making and then they people pull, into sausages. They pull them out of the ground with a tractor. Yeah, but yeah, it, but it's under that midnight MGM midnight movie banner, like like you know, uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Right. You know? Yeah. So it's really low budget. I think my favorite part of the movie was when uh, the girl was in the house and she's like wandering around the house, in his house, and uh, he's dressed himself up like a woman, but he's got like a oh he's got the other wig on, on and he's got this really bad like skin mask on yeah. his face. And then he's running out of the house with his bra. On. Yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah. the funniest thing ever. And it <laughs> that was, <laughs> but it was uh, it's pretty funny. Check out De- uh, Deranged, nineteen seventy four. Okay, uh, well, yeah, you have something else. Okay, I was just gonna say. Also, wherever you can find them, check out all the Hammer Horror films. Those yeah, are excellent. They're great, especially the Dracula movies because mm-hmm. really best Dracula. And yes, best Dracula. In best my Dracula. Opinion. Yep, best Dracula. But, and curse the werewolf with Oliver. Curse of the werewolf. All right, sorry. Go ahead. We're done. <laughs> Happy Halloween. All right. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween.